We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And welcome to Light Years, a special mini podcast edition. Game day, Warriors, Kings, game two, Andy. We're recording this Sunday night. I don't know how you feel. I was very grumpy in our post-game Ooh. show. Uh, you know, I, I think you were making fun of me about it a little bit. But, um, but now I've calmed down and I feel more rational. I feel ready to discuss what I want to happen here. Yep. But before we do that, you know... Gotta gotta give a little love to our guy, to our guy number two. Oh, oh. Made my way to top. What? Boy, I'm gonna be what? You know I cannot stop. I can't remember I had a little I did. I love Russ. Are we are we a pro Russ podcast? I think we are. You gotta respect this man. Look at him. Look at him. He just doesn't care. The best 3 for 19 game I've ever seen in my life. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. This this man is... How many teams has he been on in the last three years? And he does this? As much as Kevin, you know? So, um, I, was, I was thinking about it. So you and I were texting. And, you know, not surprising to the listeners... I would have a very hard time stomaching a LeBron Lakers title, right? Shocker. But uh, posed question to me, which would bother me more, the Suns or the Lakers winning? And I think it's the Suns. I really think it is. Um, Why? Well, there's Chris Paul. (laughs) Um, There's – and. (laughs) <laughs> He's one of my favorite players, and I really mean this in the most positive way. But like, I I, I just can't have Kevin Durant winning a title while forcing a midseason trade to the oh. Suns. I, it goes against everything I believe in basketball wise. Um, Devin Booker kind of whines a lot. I you know, uh, it's Aiton is everything I dislike about basketball. <laughs> so <laughs> you're not a Jock Lawndale guy. You, you're not he might him. be, you know, I he you know he competes. 
<laughs> the Warriors could use Jock Londale. Um, ish, ish Wainwright, you know. And, and you know, Damian Lee, I'm I'm a fan of. But oh, he didn't uh, play tonight. He didn't play tonight. Yeah. No, he, he honestly shouldn't be out of the rotation, but whatever. Yeah. Um Monty's not a great coach. That's the what we know for sure. I it just hits me. The funniest scenario out there would be Kawhi Leonard beating the Suns after they get KD with Westbrook as his teammate. Yes. Yes. It would it would be hilarious. Um, honestly, like I don't know. If I had my way, uh, if the Warriors aren't going to win a title, I hope it's one of the teams who are organically built through the draft. Correct. But but uh, but yes, I, I'm very much reveling in what was a enjoyable haters game. <laughs> Counterpoint, by the way, LeBron wins that fifth title. You are not going to ever. Here no, we're, we're we're burning this tape. It, you listen to this episode now. Screen record it because I'm deleting it from the feed. This is not. <laughs> we're just giving putting this out there for a month and then it's gone. But I mean that game, that was like the we saw that game with the Warriors in 16-17 when uh, KD just he's trying to find a way to fit in with the team. KD's not an on the court asshole. He's not going to go out and shoot it forty times because he feels he's not going to do that to year three. Right, he's not going to do that to year three. No, Chris, Chris Paul, meanwhile, happy to do that. You know, just, <laughs> just he's got Kevin Durant wide open on one wing. He's got Devin Booker open on the other. He's like, no, 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 jab, step into the mid range, midi baby. baby. Uh, <laughs> missed a lot of shots tonight. CP three. Um, that was best so Russ. <laughs> look like look like a team that just hadn't played together. To your point, a team that hadn't played together for long, and they lost that game, in my opinion, because of that. So hilarious, though. Paul George didn't play. Paul, well, let's not forget, Paul George didn't play. And he's, probably not, he's probably not going to play in round one, yeah. which, like, yeah. honestly, like, Phoenix, you have to get it done. Yeah. Um, This baby's going six, though. So, <laughs> but sheesh. Six, wow. I, think going, I think they're going seven. Wow. They're going seven. Wow. Um, Speaking of another series that may go longer than people want, with a team who hasn't played together as much as you'd want, let's get to the Warriors and Kings. Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, all right, media today. Not too much to report other than Steve Kerr seems ready to troll Andy Lou. <laughs> this is the way I take it. So I'm I'm gonna play the sound quote for you, and then we can react to it real quick. It goes, Can't wait. How we're gonna play it uh last night, you know, um 48 hours in between um games one and two. I think he played 38 minutes. Um it's uh, we just didn't do a very good job uh, while he was out. I don't I don't regret resting him. I think he's a, a player who has to work uh, so hard at both ends um, with the ball in his hands, but also defensively. And um, I think you know, playing Steph forty plus minutes um, isn't isn't <laughs> the answer. The answer is, is handling the non-Steph minutes better, and that's something we got to do. All right. <sighs> All right, give me give me your thoughts, Andy. First off, he's lying, uh, absolutely lying, and he has to, he Ooh. has to, but he has to. He's not going to come out here and say he regrets not playing Steph. If you told Steve, gave him truth serum, and said if you could play Steph forty minutes last night, would he have? Yes, because they would have won the game. So stop lying. Number two, Steve, we know you're going to play Steph forty plus if you have to. He's going to tomorrow night if the Warriors need him to play forty plus minutes to win a game. We've seen him do that with Steph in games five, six, and seven. Because the Warriors need to win a basketball game, he will play him. He just doesn't want to, okay? And he's also right in that the Warriors need to play better with the minutes that Steph is off the floor. So, I mean, I don't really disagree with him. Um, I think Steve's, I think kind of 
cut in the middle there, Steve probably would, if you if you asked him and he didn't have to say it in public, he'd probably tell you, I don't want to play guys 40 minutes until it's game four, right? Until it's later on in the series. Yeah. And I know that, you know, the series is going to be long. Guys are going to get more tired, stuff like that. I, I would assume that that's his kind of strategy, philosophy. And he doesn't have to tell us. We've seen it. So whatever Steve says, it doesn't matter. His actions are always going to tell us more. And I think the one tell he said there is we have to be better in the non-Steph minutes. If I had to guess, I think what he is referring to is I can't have Steph and Draymond off the floor at the same time. That's the way I read it. That that lineup at the end of the third quarter, correct me if I'm wrong, but it was Poole, Looney, Wiggins, I want to say GP2 and Clay. Um, maybe Kuminga in there for one of those guys, but I know for a fact there was no Draymond and no Steph. And those are the stabilizing forces, like in two completely different ways, but they're the stabilizing players, right? In theory, not a bad lineup, though. No, 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 no. Yeah, but like in theory. But, but like I do get the point. You like you need they're the leaders of the team. I I, I don't care, you know, like look, Clay's one of my favorite players of all time. Wiggins was the second best player for most of the playoffs last year. That does not mean those are the two leaders of the t- And Looney, by the way, is like Mr. Stabilizing Force. But I, I, to me, that's how I read it. Um, and I would be surprised if we get Steph minutes without Steph and Draymond in game two, <laughs> unless there's some weird foul trouble yeah. stuff going on. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think he – and also I think he doesn't want to project any type of panic – Right, I think yeah, the Warriors are yeah. throwing out the kind of front. You see, you hear Draymond's podcast. You heard Steph last night. You heard from Clay, which I'm, we'll, we'll get to here in a second. Those guys don't. If they're worried, they're not showing it. Right, they're not showing it. So, um, I, I generally think that they're right. I generally think that they're, they're the process is right. We'll we'll see if the result ends up being the right side. I mean, that lineup you said isn't a bad lineup. You have Wiggins, nope. GP two, and Clay. Figure it with Looney. Figure it out. Play better. Just <laughs> play better. <laughs> That's it. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Two other quick news items for you to adjustments. Uh, the E40 thing. We, we, we didn't talk about it on the postgame show because obviously the news had not come out. Um, E40 got kicked out of the game. Uh, and he's saying racial bias was a reason. Um, we, I think everyone listening to this saw the video clip. Pretty weak to kick E40 out. That dude's at every sporting event in the Bay Area. And he's like just the most happy go lucky guy. Like yeah. he, he's, he's basically the, you know, 
Remember the Marlins man? Like yeah. that guy. Like he just he just he just chilled with the cocktail in his hand, having a good time, like yeah. dabbing up the, the Warriors players or the Niners players or um in theory the Giants. Uh, it's been a few years on that one. Yeah. But anyway, you know, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Um weird. I didn't actually know about it till this morning when I saw a video. So that that's kind of how much I didn't notice it last night. He's also not really much of a screamer. I know Shams had reported that. You know, it was him and this white woman or, or white dude. I don't know what it was. So I, it looked like he was the guy that got kicked out. So weird. I, I expected this to happen in somewhere like Cleveland. <laughs> if they were to play in Cleveland or OKC, it always felt like, or Memphis, it always felt like the crowds would get kind of crazy with the Warriors. Uh, like cross their, maybe, their family or whatever. Cross right? the, uh, the line where it's no longer cool. Yeah. yeah. Sack feels kind of like... I, I, didn't think the, I didn't think this series would get vicious between the fans. I, th- I thought it would be kind of great fans. It's, 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 it's the Warriors. Every series gets vicious. Really? You know, you know, you know how it works. Friend of the show, uh, our guy Jason Dumas, saying E40 will not be in the house game two. I would bet every dollar I have if the Warriors play well in game two and win, Draymond will let everyone know he did it for, did it for his guy, Earl. You know, like I can already hear it. I don't want to jinx it, but that's just that's where I'm at with it. Um, did you like Draymond's podcast? Did, did you did you enjoy the 15 minutes he threw out there? 10 minutes after the game, bro. I don't care. <laughs> I don't get getting mad about. It. First off, I respect his dedication to the craft as a as a fellow podcaster. I respect how how much he uh, he cares about doing it the right way. Yeah, he does. He doesn't miss days. He tries harder than us. I'm gonna be honest. Like he is just didn't even take a shower. Just out there in his in a still. I mean, you think I shower before? Uh, Post game, just got a cocktail, beer, jumps on, and just goes 15 minutes analysis. Post game, man, it's guy special, man. He's hilarious. It's hilarious. Yeah, I, I I just really don't think it cares. I've listened to all of them. He never says anything of value. People are like, he's giving stuff away. And I'm like, bro, this is, to be honest, it's disappointing podcast material because it's uninteresting. It's always just like, oh, we got we to try harder. We got to clean that up. I'm like, yes, I know you got to clean that up. You know, <laughs> disclose anything of value on the court. I, I agree. I, I don't think he should. I, just, I, I more want him to talk shit. Right, like he just doesn't yeah. do that. He doesn't do that enough. He's like gassing up other players, which I get why he wants to do that. But Paul you know, Paul Pierce know. has the best athlete pod going right now. Oh wow! Um, and or sorry, not Paul Pierce. I want to say Paul George. Okay, I was the best, yeah. Paul Pierce has one. Uh, wrong, Paul. Yeah. Um, but uh, and it's and maybe it's just because he's only had four to five episodes. It's easy to be good when four to five. You got you know when when you start hitting the the thousands like light years, then then I know you're good. But anyway, that's a different conversation. Um. I'm enjoying his just because it feels like it's an actual authentic, authentic conversation. Yeah. You know? But, yeah. 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 All right. So, so we're going into game two. Um, you've now had a night to reflect on it. We're a full 24 hours removed from that game. Uh, give me your first take. Like what adjustments do you want to see in game two? All right. My first and most important, I think it's just don't get too cute. I don't think the Warriors should change that much stuff up. There are things that they need to do better, rebound better, take better, like stuff like that. But I don't think they need to do anything crazy. I don't need. I don't think they need to change up even a starting lineup. Sure, if you want to put Wiggins in there, fine. But I don't think there. It's like a take Looney off the floor type of thing, monumental type of thing like that, right? Like that's how you kind of know like the Warriors are in trouble. They're they're going GP two. They're start yeah. they're starting Dante or whatever. They're starting Kuminga. 
or something yeah. like that. So I, I don't think the Warriors should overreact. I think they should kind of kind of go about the way that they did in the first game. They played well in the first half. They fell apart to a great Malik Buck and De'Aaron Fox performance in the second half. But I generally thought they played well. I think if they do that again, they're fine. And that, that that's kind of – so I'm kind of opposite with regards to adjustment. I think they just shouldn't do anything crazy. Don't get all weird on me. And I don't think they will. Play I hear you. I like that. It's like instead of reacting to it, just calm down and play your game and – and just trust your process and and be just be a little smarter instead of um you know being like you you know what we need to do we need to run a completely different offense cuz you know how when we when we watch them against OKC we watch them against maybe even Cle- like Cleveland we watched them against like Toronto without without KD it was very much a oh those guys are bigger they're stronger they look like they're a better team right for large swaths of games they were like okay that team's better for half the, for half the game or three quarters of the game, I didn't watch that game last yesterday and think, yeah, the Kings are better. Like they won the game, they they, they played better that night. But I didn't I didn't think to myself that the Kings are a better team across seven games, which which leads me to say, kind of don't don't change anything up or everything up. Okay, yeah, no, I like that. I like that take. Okay, uh, mine. I'm I'm going tactical here. Wings need to rebound. For me, the biggest issue in game one, basketball-wise, and I, 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 I re-watched it because I'm a sicko, and I, I thought about it a bunch, and to me, the biggest issue was Harrison Barnes was the best wing on the court. Harrison Barnes had seven rebounds in 36 minutes. Wiggins and Kuminga combined for three in 38. Can't have that. Can't have... Look, the, the Warriors are going to play small, so that means Sabonis and Alex Len and whatever Chemezi Metu, if they play him, they're going to go over the top and get their share of influence on the glass against kind of a smaller Warriors lineup. I like Draymond and Looney's chances of winning that matchup, and they did win that matchup, in my opinion, in game one. Yeah, uh, Sabonis had a bunch of offensive rebounds, but he also was like 5 of 17 and generally was a defensive liability. It's a win for the Warriors. What the Warriors can't have is Wings winning the rebounding battle against them. So I want to see that. I want to see 2022 playoff Wiggins. Uh, if Kuminga gets on the floor, I want to see him actually use his athleticism, not just vibe out there. Like he he's very good at using his athleticism to dunk. How about using it? How about using it to box out a little bit? You know, there's a reason. Kerr plays Anthony Lamb over you in the regular uh, season. And it's not because he's insane. It's because Anthony Lamb actually gets his body on someone anytime yeah. the ball goes up. Um, and, you know, we can we can argue about the development and the coaching. And I would agree with you. They should have probably done a better job getting Kuminga to figure that out. But uh, ultimately, their ability to go small will be dictated about their ability to rebound from the wing position. So that's the only thing I really want to see cleaned up. Huge, 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 huge. Um, Wiggins is the number one guy. Um, if it's too much for him, I think GP2 and Dante are the other two guys. I know they're kind of guards. Right? Well, they are guards, yeah. but they are essentially wings in the Warriors system um, because I do think it's a little unfair to expect Kuminga, who's never rebounded as young, to, to kind of figure that out. Sure. Um, and then Wiggins like also, randomly today. Yeah, randomly he's going to do it. Like, yeah. I mean, the Wiggins randomly started rebounding last postseason, but he's been in the league for eight years. Mm-hmm. So it, I can see Wiggins figuring that out here quickly as he gets acclimated. But 
Um, you know, Draymond also got a rebound too. So I, I'm with you. They're going to go small. It's not like the Kings are this great rebounding team though, dude. They're not playing the Lakers. No. So, so yeah. Just be better, right? And But like you could tell Mike Brown was like, yeah. you know where they're vulnerable. I think Wigan's going to float. I think they're, you know, I know Kuminga doesn't rebound. He's young. I, it's going to be a, it's an advantage for us. And, and, and you know what, if it was their game plan, they're right. Because that was their advantage. Um, Mike Brown did a great job coaching that first game. He did. He did. Yeah, he, co- he coached it like an actual playoff game. So, <laughs> um, and maybe that's my adjustment number two. Coach like it's a playoff game, bro. Um, but anyway, you had one more, and then you know, we'll probably get out of here. Yeah, easy one because everyone's talking about it, and maybe it, it segues a little bit to to Clay is shot selection. I mean, how many times are we going? Fifty threes. They shot thirty one percent from three in the first game, which. Just, you're the Warriors. You've got the greatest shooters ever. It should always be around 38, 40% from three, right? They shot 31. Um, shot 19 threes in the fourth quarter. They were in foul trouble with eight minutes to go. Just, when, you, when you're when you in the bonus, that's the frustrating yep, part. Yep. Yep. Just a pathetic offensive uh, attack from the Warriors in crunch time. Seen it too often. I, I don't think I need a harp on it. Everyone gets it. But I thought the comments from Clay were hilarious. Is there something to be said for the, the good shot versus great shot debate in that, and that you guys took good shots, but there were great shots to be had? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's hard to hear from those who don't play what a great shot is. <laughs> you know? It's like, I'm, we're just going to do what we do. Right. We're going to take tough shots. We're going to make tough shots. Been doing it for 10 years, and I'm not going to get discouraged after one bad shooting night. Like, freaking A, I've been doing this for a long time. I'm gonna ride with Clay on this one. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie with you. I'm not actually as bothered by their shot selection. I'm bothered by the ball movement a little more. Um, and maybe it goes hand to hand. Steve Kerr would say it goes hand to hand. he would. I don't want. I've watched Clay hit too many big shots and too many big games that are fucking terrible shots. <laughs> the okay, see game six. Half of those are awful. The idea that they're a good shot selection team is bullshit. Steph and Clay are just guys who literally leverage the worst shots on you. What needs to happen is you need to be able to turn some of that, like the threat of that into layups. And they don't do, they haven't done that. Like they just were, they were just taking fucking threes over and over again. And that is my question. And in some ways that like, I do think it goes back to Wiggins and I, I, I don't want to keep harping on it, but it's like, bro, you're supposed to be the guy who takes advantage of that gravity and dunks on people all the time. It's first game back. I'm not going to like overly react to it, but like, I, I feel like that is the piece that changes because it's not going to be clay. It's not, sorry. It's not gonna be Draymond. Like Draymond's not gonna be a 20 it, point per game score. You know what? It, you know who it is. It's Andre Iguodala. <laughs> that was the guy that would get people in the right spots. That's the guy that would move the ball. Let me let me bring you back into one sequence. And, and again, I, we're going to talk about Andrew Wiggins again, but that's just because he played the majority of that fourth quarter. Uh, Draymond gets an offensive rebound, kicks it back out to Andrew Wiggins in the wing above the break. Shot clock re-kicks open to 14. Wiggins shoots a three. Andre never shoots that shot. You know what Andre does? Take a wild guess at what Andre does. Andre dribble handoffs, hands it off to Steph. Steph shoots the ball coming off, nails it. Warriors go up by two, right? That's, I think, the difference. Now, the other difference is that Andrew Wiggins can actually make the three. He can actually go to the rim 
and he's just as good as a defender on someone like Jason Tatum. That's why the Warriors won their fourth title. So there's give and take and all of this stuff, right? <laughs> but I do think when the Warriors had peak Andre Godala, he got great shots for people like Steph and Clay. Steph should have shot the ball way more, and he's always going to be the guy that's willing to take a step back. Uh, I, I think same with KD tonight. KD didn't shoot the ball, and he had 27 points. I was like, KD, what are you doing? Um, Steph does the same thing where he's just too nice, too unselfish. But at the end of the day, Clay's right. I mean, you know what? What's a guy that gets good shots? Like LeBron. I watch the Lakers. Like all they do is pretty much get good shots, but they can't shoot. <laughs> the Warriors, they, yeah, they, they have to work for the optimal shot because they have no one who can just hit a bad. Like <laughs> Riachamura had twenty-seven all open shots, right? <laughs> but like you'll live with those. You just live with those. And the, you're right. You're right. The Warriors, they they've won four titles, taking and making bad shots. Yeah. So, I mean, let, let's get out of here on this. Okay. What is your prediction for game two? Um, I think the Warriors win this win by about 15. Um, I think if the Warriors don't show up and don't blow them out, I'd be sh- I, I, shit. I might have to call them wash, Sam. So I think I think they I think they win. <laughs> by, I think they win by double digits. I'm going to predict pretty much the same. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Really? Wow. All right.